Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Feminization Boudoir Podcast from Candy Apple Press. I am your host, Kylie Gable, and welcome to another exciting broadcast. So, I'm going to apologize in advance. This podcast this week is a little bit shorter than usual. It'll probably come to around 40 minutes, maybe a little less on the premium side, and probably, ooh, somewhere between 20 and 25 minutes, I'm guessing, on the... Uh, free side, but regardless of which side you're listening on, I'm going to tell you we've got two great podcasts coming up in the next two weeks that are going to be considerably longer. We're going to have a new story from Sissy Brenda, uh, read by Shayla Aspasia next week, and the week after that, we have our annual Halloween blowout, where there will be many, many stories. So, both of those should be a lot longer. Also, um, got some good news. Uh, Jen Davis, who hasn't recorded for us in a while, has a story, and she, she's just starting on it. And um, we definitely have um, a nice a nice collection already, like, ready to go. So one of the things I love for people listening tonight, if you, or today, whenever you're listening, I kind of sometimes forget this isn't live. Um, one of the things I love for many listeners out there is... Um, who are your favorite narrators? Um, you can write that, write me at kyliegable at yahoo.com. I'd love to know what voices just, when it's like, is it a Shayla show? And you're like, oh, wow. Or is it Mistress DJ or Pamela or, you know, whoever, you know, there's, we've got a lot of people who record for us and I just want to know who, who do you, who are you really enjoying? It makes a, makes it easier for me to, to know, you know, what kind of, you know, audios I need to get out because um, I just, I like to know your preferences. So without further ado, here is part two for October. Uh, Feminized in Chastity as written and narrated both by Pamela Harlow. Feminized in Chastity part two, Influencing by Pamela Harlow and Kylie Gable. One, Lisa. I'm excited on my way to Lucy's house. As I walk down the familiar street of big houses, Lucy lives with her parents. I'm going over what I might say to her and Haley in my head. Hey, guess what? We have a new girlfriend. Or, what do you think of this dress? And then showing them the pictures. I giggle to myself. Although I'm imagining all these things I might say, I know from experience that what actually comes out my mouth will depend very much on the moment and will most likely be none of the things I've thought of in advance. I push the bronze-coloured button outside Lucy's parents' house. Her dad quickly comes to the door. Lisa, hi, he says wearily. She's upstairs, come in. I smile warmly at Lucy's gentle, kind-hearted dad and thank him. See you later, Tony, I say as I run up the stairs like an 11-year-old girl. Being here always makes me feel like I'm a school kid again. I knock on Lucy's bedroom door, but let myself in before she has chance to answer. Lisa! She's pleased to see me, not bothered at all by my letting myself in. We embrace in a hug, and I sit on the spinning chair by her desk. What happened to you yesterday? She says. We were surprised not to hear from you again. I take a deep breath. I want to tell her, but I also want to tell Haley at the same time. Where's Haley? I ask, 
dodging her own question for now. Lucy picks up her phone. Before she can answer or do anything, we hear the sound of the doorbell. Her dad set it to the sound of a rooster and Lucy winces with embarrassment. I laugh and listen to the polite exchange at the door. We hear Haley's footsteps come up the stairs and, like I did, she does a half-hearted knock before entering the room. After our hugs and greetings, Haley sits on the bed behind Lucy. I stay on the spinning chair, moving on its wheels and smiling as I await Haley's question. So, what hap? Before Haley can finish, I start to tell them. He's still in the cage, I laugh, and you won't guess what we got up to last night. I don't make them guess. I show them the pictures of Guy in the silver dress and shoes last night. Oh my God, gasps Haley. He looks like Kylie, says Lucy. I tell them about our evening, dressing him up and doing his makeup. I tell them how I suspect he secretly enjoyed it, but don't tell them about how much I enjoyed it. Lucy grabs my phone and swipes through the pictures, one by one. A lot of them are similar to one another. So where is he now? asks Haley. I snort. I haven't kidnapped him, I reassure her. I don't know where he is. All I know is his cock is trapped in that cage. Lucy and Haley look at each other. Is this legal? Lucy asks, concerned. I shrug my shoulders. It's just a bit of fun, I say. Come on. You don't think Guy's going to call the police, do you? And say what? I was drunkenly harassing these girls and one of them put my cock in a chastity cage. Haley giggles. She puts her hand on Lucy's shoulder. Relax, she says. Yes, I say. Relax. Lucy looks down. Sorry, she says. So what now? I lean back on the chair and roll close to my two friends on its wheels. What now? I repeat, well, I guess that's up to us. Two, Guy. I'm walking to meet a bunch of my mates to watch the football and I feel sick. This chastity cage is still on me and I think it's the longest I've ever gone without wanking. I feel worked up and uncomfortable. It might have only been two days, but it feels like an eternity. I feel as though my whole life has changed. What is this girl, this woman doing to me? I know one thing. I didn't sign up for it. I step into the busy bar and feel reassured by the familiar, massive green screen. The game has just started. I timed it this way so I wouldn't have to talk to anyone too much. I grab myself a lager and head over to my crowd of pals. They greet me with fist bumps and a couple of shoulder grabs, but everyone's eyes are transfixed on the game. I stare at the screen and take in nothing of what's going on. As the players run across the pitch, I find myself looking at their legs and, quickly, their crotch areas. Would anyone notice if these players were wearing chastity cages, I wonder? I quickly confirm that yes, they probably would. If I were running around in the tiny shorts footballers wear, I'm certain it would be clear that there was something under there. But don't they wear protective cups? Or is that just cricket players? I don't know. You okay, bud? One of my oldest friends, Adam, asks. I nod and hold up my beer. Champion, I confirm. He nods and pats my shoulder again. I stare firmly at the screen as though I'm in deep concentration. But when there's a goal or a near miss, I'm just following the crowd with my reactions. I don't even care about either of these teams 
and I have a mind full to the brim of Lisa, that bitch. As I think of her, I feel a swelling in my cock and wince as that's responded to with an increasingly familiar pain. I'm getting kind of used to my erections being effectively batted down by this cage, but I can't put up with it for much longer. I need her to remove it. She will by the end of the weekend, tonight, surely. I glance at my phone. She hasn't messaged. I don't want to message her first, but if she hasn't said anything by 5pm, I'm going to have to. There's no way I can go to work tomorrow with this on. I cannot. Another of my friends, Mike, holds his empty glass up to me and points at mine. I look down and realise I've finished my drink already. I agree to him buying me another, but silently promise myself that that's it. I need to keep my wits about me if I'm dealing with that woman. One slip up and she might show those pictures to somebody. I imagine the friends I'm with seeing last night's photos of me in that silver dress and feel my face reddening. A loud cheer waves across the room and I join in, realising somebody's scored. By the time Mike reappears, it's half time and I need to talk to them. Thanks, mate, I say, accepting the drink and drinking in unison with him. Good game, isn't it? Three. Lisa. We've been at Lucy's a couple of hours now, and her dad's gone out. Her mum won't be back for hours either, Lucy's told us, so the house is ours. Of course, being characteristically worried, Lisa is unsure to start with about whether we should have Guy over here. Why don't we just go to yours, she asks. You have your freedom. It's less risky. Is there a risk, though, I ask. I mean, might your parents come back? Lucy shakes her head. There isn't, she says, but... Oh, I'm not sure about this. It'll be fine, Haley says. Haley has a way of reassuring Lucy when she starts to get anxious. Honestly, she says, if things start getting a bit heavy or whatever, we can just get out of here. Totally, I say. Lucy sighs. I guess it will be fun, she says, starting to go a little pink. Oh God, I can't believe we're doing this. I laugh and walk over to her wardrobe. Shall we see what's in here for our new girlfriend, I say. Lucy laughs and jumps up from the bed, opening her wardrobe quickly. There's loads, she says proudly. We can dress him up more than once. Now there's an idea, I say thoughtfully. I see Lucy and Haley glance at each other in the mirror and I smirk. Hey Lucy, I say, you're a bit of an influencer, aren't you? Lucy giggles. I wouldn't say that, she says, but I have a few followers. You have a few thousand followers, Haley corrects her. Lucy giggles again, rifling through her large clothes collection slowly. Brilliant, I say. Okay. Let's choose some outfits. We get to work choosing outfits that aren't too similar to each other. Our plan isn't fully formed yet, but we're developing it as we go. Besides, we want to leave some room for improv. What about underwear? Haley suddenly asks. We both look at Lucy, who blushes a little. What about, she whispers, my mum's underwear? Haley and I laugh loudly. Are you sure? I ask. I mean, mightn't she notice? Lucy shakes her head. I'll be back in a sec, she says, before rushing out the room. Haley and I look at each other and laugh again. I think she's getting into this, I say. 
Me too, says Hayley, and so am I. I mean, I thought you were being crazy at first, but this is fun and he's not even here yet. I know, I say giddily. You know, I never planned this or anything. It just kind of happened. I had the chastity cage already, sure, but I never planned on, you know, feminising anyone. It's just come naturally. You're crazy, says Hayley, but I love it. Lucy walks back into the room, her hands full of lacy underwear. Oh my God, I say, your mum will definitely notice. You need to make sure to put it back after. Honestly, says Lucy, she has loads. I don't even want to think about it, but she has loads. Okay, says Hayley, let's not go there. Lucy throws the pile of her mum's underwear on the bed, beside the selection of dresses, skirts and tops we've chosen together. She pulls open a drawer at the bottom of her wardrobe that's filled with shoes. Shall we choose a few pairs? She asks, looking at me. You two choose them, I say. I'll text our sissy. Are we ready for him now? I think so, says Hayley. I guess, says Lucy, taking a deep breath and exhaling loudly. I smile as I pick up my phone and go to the most recent conversation. I type in Lucy's address and send it as a message. As soon as it's sent, I add another beneath it. You have 30 minutes to get here. Kylie got an email from Spotify last month warning him about adult content on the podcast. For now, there is no problem, but we do have to be careful about what we put on the free podcast so that we can stay podcasting. Scenes that might have been allowed before might be a bit dangerous for us. It's one of the reasons that the premium podcast is so important. Because you subscribe to listen, we don't have to worry about content limits, so we can include much more titillating scenes. Premium subscribers get the entire audio and not just a clip. That includes all the good parts, and the shows don't just disappear when we're done with them. There's something like 30 hours of content in the archives accessible when you subscribe. It's $15 a month, and we know that's not in everybody's budget, but if you're interested, check out the Premium Feminization Boudoir on Spotify, or check out the link in this show's description. 4. Guy I'm starting to walk home after the game, when my phone buzzes in my pocket. Before I even pick it up, I know who it is. There's an address. It's for one of the posh houses just out of town. Apparently, I have 30 minutes to get there. What is she doing there? No doubt she's with the others. Could it be the same girls? I kind of hope it is the same girls, so she's not introducing even more people into this. I load maps on my phone and look at how to get there. If I get the bus, it's going to take 45 minutes. Walking isn't an option. It would take way too long. I can get there by taxi in 20. I sigh. I guess that's going to be it. I stand on the side of the road and order a taxi. I feel a little weird hovering like this and I'm dying for a piss. That's a weird experience too in this chastity cage. The taxi's going to be five minutes and I know I'm going to have to go. So I run in a cafe. There's a gents urinal that I rush into and I look anxiously at the one closed cubicle. I know there's no time to wait for it to free up, so I start to try and piss in the urinal. Even though I'm desperate, the embarrassment of wearing this cage freezes me up. There's a guy next to me and I'm sure he glances at the cage. Even in the corner of my eye, I'm sure he raises an eyebrow. I manage to piss eventually and make a bit of a mess of the cage. 
I grab a paper towel from beside the sink and wipe it quickly before washing my hands and rushing out of the cafe. My taxi's outside. I give the driver the address and sit back in the rear seat. I close my eyes briefly and try to imagine what could be in store for me. Of course, it gets sexual really quickly and that familiar pain returns as yet another erection is prevented. I sigh and open my eyes wide, looking out of the window. As the houses start to get bigger and further apart, my anxiety grows. We pull up outside the house and I pay the driver before walking slowly up to the door. After staring at it for more than a minute, I push the doorbell and I'm sure I hear chicken noises coming from inside. Before I can turn my head to listen, three girls are before me. Well, 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 says one of the girls. She was quiet at the cafe yesterday, but that seems to have changed. I think her name's Lucy. I bet this is her house, hence the sudden bravado. Come, says Lisa authoritatively. The other one, Haley, I think, just stares at me. I follow the three girls up the stairs and I know what's coming. At least, I think I do. They're going to put me in another stupid dress, aren't they? I sigh as I walk into the girly, gaudy bedroom. There are boy band posters on the wall, for God's sake. How old is she? Sit, says Lisa, pointing at a pink beanbag on the floor. I haven't sat on a beanbag for years. I do as I'm told and do my best to avoid eye contact with any of them. I'm wobbling around on the beanbag and Lisa tuts loudly. Sit on the floor, she barks. I'm actually quite relieved to get off the unstable sack of beans and onto the floor. I sit cross-legged, like a schoolchild. In my attempt to avoid eye contact with the three girls, I look at pretty much anything else. I notice a load of clothes laid out on the bed and wonder if they were looking at them to choose what to dress me in. I try not to stare at them for too long, in case it gives Lisa any ideas she hasn't already had. Makeup, Lisa says, this time addressing the other two girls, and they're down on the floor in front of me. My face is being worked on from all directions, as all three of them do something different to me. I feel powders, liquids, brushes, sponges, all in a matter of minutes. Good work, Lisa keeps saying, as the three of them focus hard on their task of beautifying me. Damn, Lisa says suddenly. No wig. Hold on, says Lucy, leaving the room. I spot Lisa and Haley raise their eyebrows at each other. Sexy lingerie collection and wigs, says Lisa. What's her mum been up to? In the corner of my eye, I spot a large pile of bras, panties and those long bra things. I think they're called basques or something, on the bed. So, they're Lucy's mums. Yikes. Sure enough, Lucy returns with a long blonde wig too. I think her mum really has been up to something. I'm so distracted by this thought, I forget for a second that they're about to put me in this wig. And yes, my unruly cock is trying to get hard again. I remember why I'm here. Lisa is going to give me the key. She is. She has to. I just have to do this one more thing for her. God only knows why. With my makeup done, the girls work together to pin the wig into my hair. I can't see myself yet, but I try to imagine what I look like. Long, straight but big blonde hair and a face that I imagine is made up quite sluttily. I have to admit, 
when I saw myself as a girl at Lisa's place last night. I was surprised, by the way. It kind of suits me. I would never, ever admit this out loud, but I'm a little bit excited to see what they've done to me as a team today. Suddenly, the three girls drag me up from the ground. I didn't even hear Lisa give the instruction for this. It's as though they communicated telepathically. I'm on my feet and my shirt is being pulled over my head. I wince as I see it thrown on the floor. My jeans are pulled off and my boxers immediately after. I'm naked in front of these three girls and blushing underneath the makeup. I'm slightly, but only slightly, glad for the cage as it hides my cock that is yet again fighting to get hard. I groan with frustration and unease. I stare at Lucy as she walks over to what I understand is her mum's lingerie collection. She picks up a black basque and matching panties and holds them in front of me. Beautiful, says Lisa proudly. I look at her for the first time. She looks excited. She looks hot. I swear, last night there was some chemistry between us. Is this something she's into? Is this her thing? Before I can dwell on this thought, I'm being dragged again by the three of them. My arms are lifted above my head and the basque is pulled down onto me. So, just for October, that was Feminized and Chastity, written and narrated both by Pamela Harlow. Hope you enjoyed that. I really liked the second part of that story. The first one was good, but I really liked the second part. Also, like I said, next week we will have a new episode uh, written in part by Sissy Brenda. And also, we have coming up the week after is our big Halloween blowout. Which reminds me that I need to get some candy, costumes together, all that good stuff. So, hope you are having a good October. We're halfway through. And uh, I hope you'll be back next week. I will be. Take care. Bye-bye.